You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Sung Hwa Kim. Sung, thanks so much for being with me today. Uh, thank you for having me. It's so nice to meet you. Sung, I, I, I saw your show, which was, um, which is very beautiful. Um, the show it, uh, has flat out and... Um, so I, I wanted to walk through that show uh, a bit and, and, and talk about some of the works in that show. But, mm-hmm. but first, how was that show for you? I mean, to, to step back and look at the whole show, uh, it was, to me, very um, poetic. And it was, you know, there's, there's a lot of different work in New York, you know, that, that, that I see. And, and this work was, um, was unusual in its, in its kind of pathos and its dreamy quality and its power to connect to me anyway. I don't want to read into it too much, but, <laughs> but, but for you, how is this whole exhibit or, or you know, in, in, uh, in thank, total? Yeah. I thank you so much. I mean, that, I mean, you, that, how you just said it, like, that, like, kind of like, I feel like if somebody who doesn't know me, like, I haven't, like, explained my work, like, because, you know, we're not always there to explain our individual work to the audience and viewer and, for you to feel something like that, like I feel like the music accomplished some aspect of what I was trying to go for. But um, the show that I had at uh, Hessen Fuego, um, which is called "I Still Dream," um, that body of work began. It's like it started from my Nocturne series, which began during the pandemic, and um, a lot of imageries that I. Um, use and subjects that I choose to paint, such as like butterflies, like flowers, weeds, or lightning, um, like the moon, like they all symbolizes the impermanence, like and reminders of our mortality and um, our of our nature of existence, and which like everything started. I'll say this body of work started way back, not too long ago, but like. August of 2020. So when the pandemic started during March in the United States, um, just like everybody else, we had a hard time, you know, like, and especially in New York, we got hit pretty hard, and as you know already, and like, I didn't, just like, I mean, I was talking to other, like, you know, artists, friends too, but like, when we were like completely isolated, some like, some enjoyed it more because they could have more studio time, and we're used to being isolated, but I had a really difficulties of about what I do. Like there are people out in the world, like especially back then, like we didn't have vaccines and like there's so much like little information and like uncertainties. And I didn't know what I was doing in the studio was important anymore, you know? And I didn't paint for a little time because I couldn't paint anything. And I was living on my own and I couldn't talk to anybody and all I was doing was like biking around the city, especially at night because that's the only time that I felt like you're kind of like not surrounding by people and so much safe and that's when kind of like this body of work, like this scene that I'll see around the city like will slowly appear in my studio and during this time when I was like not like intentionally taking a break but like I was just kind of like not necessarily soul searching, but like kind of finding the meaning of why why is this important, you know, like actually like making art like when people are dying. And I like this one book that was given to me from 
my best friend like years ago and like i read it it's, it's a poetry book but it's i read it like when i was younger like because it's in a, a korean literature book like when you're in elementary school but then i kind of like picked that up like years later random night and it's by a poet named yun dongju he's um he's a poet that was like living in the early 1900s and he he never got to publish like when he was alive because he passed away in 27 like when he was 27 and there's a book called and then after people collected his poems and combined it and then now we're reading it and um a lot of poems are against like japanese colonialism and like the book is called sky wind and stars and there's one poem that i randomly read during this time called a poem that came easily and he's talking about how he's in a different country like at the time japan and like he's he was going to university there to study literature and his friends are passing away whether they're fighting you know against like you know like protesting and they're getting killed and people are like starving and he's describing these in this whole book especially this poem and what well, is one paragraph he writes but all he wants like it all he wants to do is write a poem and poems coming so easily and he feels so much shameful but he's still doing it because he's a that's what he does he's a writer and that made me feel somewhat okay to feel this way like there was definitely like shameful feeling of being in a studio during that time because i felt like i should be out there like we're not out there but like there's nothing we can do but like there's more important stuff and in the world i feel like and that's when like everything just shifted like i felt like I, I no longer care about whether it's like uh conceptually like acceptable or any sort of styles or trends like it's more about like like i wanted to comfort people and in some, some sort of like a like I empathize during the situation because that's all I was like kind of doing. But anyways, I don't know if they described it. <laughs> yeah, they so. did. No, I'm glad you did because that was a difficult time, you know, for for everyone. And I certainly relate to those feelings, you know, of, of you know, what should be, what, what should you do during the pandemic? So you were also biking mm-hmm. around the city, which was kind of amazing, right? It was like at no time in history <laughs> for biking around the city. Yeah. Uh, you know, how is that? Because that's also... I would, I would imagine fed into your paintings to some degree. The, I mean, the night and the yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially at that time, like, I don't know if you remember, I don't know if you're in New York, but like there's one painting I made like for actually with Karen, the photo that I gave it for last year's group show. And that one's called my love, hope and sweet dreams that I'm still here. And that is all that matters. And that scene came from like, between June and August of 2020, New York City, like Manhattan, like completely, uh, like the city, like the city itself, like stopped having, like, there's no cars can be around because they were trying to control the crowd. So, like, uh, but you could still go into city. Like, if you're on a bike or you could walk, you know, across the bridge if you're in Brooklyn or Queens. And I was biking around that time and go, dri- riding down on Fifth Avenue, the whole this nobody there's no cars and you don't see it like that you don't experience like that it's almost like it is like in the movie where it's like end of the world you know like i've never seen new york stop like it was a very bizarre experience and like i mean i haven't left 
like the outside of state of New York in past almost like two two years, I think. I, I'm like, you know what I mean? It's like it's well, not because of like pandemic, but like that that and also kind of like I was just like focusing on producing work, but like like just seeing it around and like there definitely when the city is asleep, especially like after like we're slowly getting back to somewhat normal, but like like at night when cities like asleep, like you go around and then you're finding these moments, like, you know, like there's such a thing as like, I mean, one night I was like riding around and looking at like a bodega, like a flower stand, you know, and then like, that is very like a New York thing, you know, like, but then I would like see this life, like, like blooming, you know, like when like everything was somewhat dark and like, but anyways, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's great to hear about that. So I, that, that, that was a painting. Uh, that was a painting that I, I wanted to talk about initially. Um, my hope, my love, hope, and sweet dreams, I'm still here, and that's all that matters, because it's, it's really quite different than a lot, of, a lot of the others, with these kind of dark walls, and, you mm-hmm. know, it looks like you're walking down a, a field of flowers. It, it's, very, it's very abstract, and, um, and mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, quite a bit different. There's there's another one there called um, Nocturne on the day when your long night ends. I will be there. Um, these are very beautiful titles and, and, and poetic. And, and, and that one with the framing of the trees, uh, I, I, I really love that. And, and of course, this was also painted during the pandemic. Is, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yep. It it was, and because it's kind of like I think titles are very important to me. Like I, I actually think of it as sometimes like title comes first and then I make the work like, because it's about like specific feelings and like the moments that I experience like while going around the city of New York. And because I think they work it as somewhat like an entrance, like a, if it's like a movie, it's like a trailer, <laughs> kind of give people some sort of like what to expect and then kind of like relate to like what to expect from my work when they look at it. And, like, yeah, there's I something about that, them that, yeah. That, 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 yeah, no, 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 go on, yeah, because there's something about it that you talked about that book of poems at the beginning, but, but these are poetic mm-hmm. and they feel like they're written to someone almost. Um, yeah. You know, I'll be, I'll, I'll be there. It feels like it's written to a lover or written to, you know, the viewer of the, of the painting almost as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because it's, it's funny you uh, brought that up because I think, when I'm approaching, not just, not just titles, but when I'm painting, I think about, um, is it like, is it to somebody or is it for somebody? Like, I know it's kind of like, uh, I don't know if I'm articulating right, but that shift switch in your mind. And I got that from, uh, it was like, I forget which year it was, but, um, in Brooklyn Rail, Raphael Rubinstein, the, uh, the critic, he was um, editor for one, like, an issue, and he asked all the uh, people, like, writers for that issue, ask, like, if you're going to see the show, like, imagine, like, you're writing to the artist, whether you know the artist personally or not, and then review the show. And that actually changed the whole, like, my experience of, uh, like, reading, like, you know, like, the reviews or criticism, like, differently because it became more personal. You know what I mean? Because it's, like when you're writing in the format, like it just, like it just changes it, I think, the experience as a writer and also as a reader. And when I'm making work, it's almost like I'm imagining, like, I'm 
making this image for one person, but there's no such, it's not just like one specific person. It's just like my mindset is almost like that. And because I feel like it should be easy to like understand. That's why like things that I'll paint is like, something you're familiar with. Like whether it's a building, whether it's like a flowers, whether it's just weeds, like it's like it's something you see on a day every day. And then it's easier for you to, like, easier for the audience to relate to. And it also provides some sort of, like, nostalgia feeling to it. And when you walk away from it, like, I think when I simplify these imageries that I, I choose to paint, like, it will resonate with you. I mean, I mean, I hope so, but I think that's kind of where I was going. Yeah, yeah, well, I like that because that, that's, that is how it works with, with me, um, it, did, it really did resonate. And um, to, to to look at a, a few more, because these are all often um, kind of evening paintings. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of them, th- this one, the Nocturne, was you were told to suppress emotion so no one sees you had a heart so your chest <laughs> is open. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I love that. And, and these are all titles, of course, that you wrote, right? But it almost feels like you're writing a book of poems yourself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I don't usually talk about what each thing are about, but, like, because I feel like, you know, like, there is so many things happening around the world, like, especially in the United States. Like, we could, we ha- we all have our differences. We have a political different like, differences, and there's a lot of, like, you know, hatred. Like, and that specific painting you just brought up, it's more, like, especially when the Asian you know, like crime was like um, hatred against the Asian community. Like that was rising that time. It was like between the time of when the Atlanta shooting was happening and like, like it hit me so hard. Like, I mean, just like all of us, any, any sort of violence is like, you know, it, it should not happen. But like, I, it, but I, I'm not going to put that down in my work literally. Cause like, I mean, you could, but I think we all know how we are as we get older. Like, people because I'm not a social activist I'm not a politician like but that doesn't mean I don't care just like we're as a as a human being like all of us like we're all trying to be a good person in a way I think I mean I hope so and how can I like and then I also think if I put that down literally of what I'm like emotionally upset about or sad about like um, that could be distracting if you then I'm only channeling into certain viewers and but the feeling of it um whether it's a loss or whether it's about love like we all feel those these things and what triggered for me to paint these things i think and then maintaining it and containing it in, in a language of visual art like like i think those are the important so like that that painting is one of the very few paintings that i didn't put any light sources you know like um there's a lot of paintings that I would have, like whether moon shining or like like flowers or like butterflies are shining. I would always put these like light and dark, like the dichotomy that I play with. But that's one of the very few paintings that I would take out the light because that's one time I felt like, it's, you know what I mean? Like I didn't want to put something hopeful in there. Like it's more like I felt so dark and the middle, like, middle layer, like middle area of where the, like the background of the cityscape, that's... I, Pain is something like reddish. It's just like it's almost like you're bleeding. You know, you're hurt. Like we're all hurt. You know, so like mm-hmm. I think that's kind of like what. I, like I think that's when the title came. Like you were told to suppress emotions so no one sees 
you're at a heart until your chest is open, meaning like until you're dead, you know, like you know that you had a heart. Like, I mean, it was very like, I mean, I tried to, it's, it's a difficult balance. Like, I, like I, I, my works are like emotively driven, but I try to not get caught up so much that it's not just about my story. It could be anybody's story because I feel like that's in a way that's what I'm trying to approach like art like it should not be just for one specific crowd whether it's a social class or racial doesn't matter like it should be for everybody and i mean it's the hard thing to do of course but that's i think what i'm trying to get at right now yeah absolutely it's a it's a i'm glad we talked about that one because um as you're saying that was also one of the one of the few paintings that were kind of bursting with color right most of most of this show um, in nocturnes as well as images of trees and flowers and fields, they're bursting, right? The, the idea of I still dream, you know, seems enormously hopeful, you know, and, and this mm-hmm. is, as, as you're saying, a, a dark time when they were, they were painted. I mean, even, even after the pandemic, it's still a pretty dark time, right? Where yeah, of course, know, of um, course. some crazy things are happening now and continue to, but you're, what's what's kind of really unusual and beautiful is, yeah, instead of taking an activist stance, I mean, you could say this is an activist stance, but that mm-hmm. that the idea of dreaming and seeing beauty in the world is is a, is a way of sharing hope, really, right? I mean, that that, that in a yeah. sense, the show is 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 a, I mean, is that how how you see it? And I don't mean to read into the paintings too much, but just in terms of the amount of color that's in there, the palette that's in there. The, all these colors kind of coming off the, the the canvas, it feels like it's full of light. You know, the show feels full of light. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad you felt that because it's kind of like, like um, as cliche as it is, life is hard <laughs> and it's supposed to be. And uh, and especially like when we're trying to come to terms with our differences and we could be like realistic with it and be like, and lose like a hope and faith in like humanity but then like that's just too easy I feel like you like the beauty of life is is that we know we know like as as, you know as as we became like we have consciousness like we understand that our time is limited like we're one of the very few species understands that you know what I mean and like like I mean kind of I'm kind of going viral but like that the pale blue dot, the image that boys want that got sent in 1990, like that, like I look at that every now and then, you know what I mean? Like how small we are. And then I think it was like two weeks ago, NASA said like, there's a there's whole different galaxies that found like they're like, we're so tiny and, but yet it's all important. Like, and I think it's, I, could, I, I didn't want my work to be redundant of, like, we're already getting a lot of information on a daily basis, especially nowadays. Like, every day I wake up at 6 in the morning, New York Times is sending me an email, but, it's, you know, I'm, it's good to be aware, but sh- should I put that down in my work? Like, I don't know. Like, when I'm, like, doing gallery hopping with, like, people who are not an artist, like, a lot of times I actually do gallery hopping with the people who are not artists because I, I, I want to see their reaction and their take on uh, of things that they'll, they'll see in art. And sometimes, like, one of my friends, he said he feels like he's just going on a hike, you know? Like, for him, it's, like, during the, like, normal day life of everyday working, like, weekend, like, he goes around, like, he sees, like, this 
artwork with me, but it's like a little, like a breathing moment. It's like it's almost like going out on a, you know what I mean, your normal routine to kind of like ease your mind. And I feel like I wanted to kind of like my work to be that. Like, like you don't have to think too much. You should just, you should see it and you should feel it. And if you don't, and I'm okay, that means I'm not doing something right. <laughs> and because we could all feel things because we're human beings. And it, like it, in the culture, now we're saying like it, it, people have this tendency of like art is something we need to know to talk about. But like when we in a car, like with your family or something, if some song comes on the radio, like, that could easily, oh, I hate this song, switch it, or I love this song, you know, but, like, art is a kind of hard because I feel like they need to know to talk about. So, like, I wanted to actually, but funny part is, like, when we're, like, infants, like, first thing, before we even have, like, language to talk about, like, we're given, like, crayons and to draw, we all, like, we're artists, like, we are, like, and you can still communicate, and I feel like simplifying it is, is the easiest way, I mean, um, most efficient way to communicate, I think. So, like, um, I don't know if I answered your question. I think I was just going off. but <laughs> No, you did, you did. Yeah, and I like you going off. I, I like hearing that um, because that, like, is a sense of where you're coming from and, and also the context of the show. And it's, and it's so true that, you know, as, as, as children, right, we're given, we're given crayons. We all start off as artists for sure. And, Mm-hmm. And that is about, um, in some ways, I was talking about light and life and the palette that's in your show. And, and when children first draw, yeah, and, and, and are reaching out, it's it's all about that, right? It's not about mm-hmm. anything dark. And, uh, and yeah. that's kind of a lovely framework for the whole thing. And, you know, but coupled with, of course, your paintings have <coughs> a, a, a kind of different sophistication than than a child's would, of course. And the and the titles, the poetic titles, also uh, allow us all, or at least for me, to move to move deeper into it. And as you said, the titles are very important for you um, because of that, right? They're kind of this entry point into the painting. They help the viewer to some way, um, mm-hmm. not not not, not also, connect to yeah, the painting, or, or maybe it does, but but the, but it helps, but mm-hmm. it helps the viewer in, in in some way to to dream, perhaps, or to think about their their, their own feelings. Yeah, and it's kind of like. I'm, all I'm doing, all I can do, I feel like, is suggesting. And, it, it, I mean, because I think interesting part of uh, visual art, especially, like, something like painting, um, it's different than, like, film or music in certain ways where, like, you don't hear somebody say, like, if it's a music, like, oh, go to, like, minute and 42 seconds and play that section. Like, it, unless, like, you're really fan of a certain song and you remember a specific moment. There's always a point A and a point B. Like, there's a start and end, you know, like, with the time. And film's kind of like that. Book is kind of like that, too. You know, you open a page. Like, I mean, some people go to the end right away and then start reading the book from the beginning. But <laughs> I think painting is, like, it's up to the viewer where you start and where it ends. It's totally up to you. You know what I mean? Like, all we can do is, like, kind of, like, building this guideline to, oh, don't, don't go over this thing or stay in this area. It's kind of like, it's kind of like a jazz musician, you know? Like, you improvise, but then you're still following the rule of each segment to where to meet up. And I kind of feel like the way I'm approaching the painting is like that, too. And titles, in a way, like, the, the, I mean, I'm not a poet, but, like, I always write, but, like, 
like how like something like haiku structure like in a certain syllabus and like these rules but then like you in a contained like limited situation you're you're trying to describe like the the, the season or if you're upset with like certain, you know, like politically, if you're upset with something, you kind of embed it in a back, like, you know, like hidden message in a way, like, it, and then also like the feelings, like it's, it's all containing these things in a such a like compressed form. And I think the way I'm trying to, like the way I approach producing art is that um, each things like are symbolizing specific things, but like, kind of like not to do too much <laughs> like not to yeah. like get over overly explain certain things like just kind of suggestions of for to like a trigger for the viewer to feel or think something if they didn't then if i'll say i'll take that on because that's my fault you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah i like that i like that so much um Sung, i want to ask you one more question which is uh, what yeah. are you reading at the moment what are you reading now so right now, I'm a huge, I mean, I, I, I read a lot of different poetry books every now and then, but right now I'm reading uh, Haruki Murakami's um, novelist as an occupation. It's, it's in Korean, but it's, it got translated to Korean, and I'm reading it, and I'm a huge fan of his other books, like The Origin Wars and everything, but then he's, in this one, it's, it's a, it's a essay about he's talking, thinking about, like, how to be a writer and what he does. Like he talks about running, like cooking, and like he used to own a like a bar slash like a, a LP bar. Like a, he's he, he's a huge music fan too. So like he just talks about this. So I've been reading that because I feel like it's something not like visual art related, but kind of like as a maker, like you could relate to certain things. I like that. Thanks for thanks for sharing that. Sung, I want to thank you for talking with me today. I really appreciate your show, and congratulations on that. And, and thanks for talking with me today. Oh, th- thank you. Thank you for having me today. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.